0: Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wan bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by CoinCierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. CoinCierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, let's take a look at the market update. It's been a few days since I've done a podcast, took the weekend off from doing podcasts for several reasons outside of cryptocurrency. But it looks like not a lot has happened since Friday. We saw now we saw a dip over the weekend, we saw a recovery, we saw another dip, and another slow recovery. So it's been up and down. Current crypto market is sitting at 197 billion dollars, a long way off from a week ago. We were talking about 240 billion. Bitcoin dominance has crept up a little bit more at 55.92 percent of the cryptocurrency market. So. Looking at it, though, over the last 24-hour period, Bitcoin is slightly up less than 1%. Many of the top 20 cryptos are either slightly up or slightly down. Nothing major to talk about that happened over the weekend. So let's jump into the crypto news and see what's going on under the scenes behind this market update. Now, a little bit a little bit of words about the market because I didn't really touch on this when we saw a dip last week. We saw a big drop in Bitcoin. We saw it drop. Uh, multiple times a very temperamental market and I like to say I was telling someone over the weekend that the current state of the market the cryptocurrency market is a lot like I guess if you call it like like a toddler right so you think about you know when an infant's born needs a lot of nurturing and a lot of care a lot of oversight you really just can't take your eyes off of it right now as you get into the toddler stage you get kids that become more independent. They can walk, but they still need a lot of direction. Very temperamental. The market is very temperamental right now for many reasons. And what we need to see to stabilize that is we see, need to see more mainstream adoption of cryptocurrency, more people that are going to buy it and hold it or use it as a currency to see values increase. Most of what's going on right now, most of the people are buying and selling based on the market sentiment or technical analysis or fundamental analysis, whatever you want to call it out there. There's many different things they're using, but there's not, there's not a lot of long-term holders out there. And if you think about it, that's what we need to see. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through the news. So what's going on in the crypto news today? So BitLicense, out of New York, has, has the regulators have approved two USD-pegged cryptocurrency tokens. These are what can be called stable coins, which means they have a pegged value to the U.S. dollar, and I guess you can technically just call them stable as long as the U.S. dollar is stable, but that is for a different episode. So looking at it, they've approved two different, uh, you know, cryptocurrency companies to issue a usd DPEG cryptocurrency token. One of them is a company called Paxos Trust. The other one is Gemini Trust Company. Now, Gemini, if you remember right, Gemini is owned by the Winklevoss twins. They are proponents of the cryptocurrency space. Having a stable coin by them, it does give a little little bit more legitimacy. They went through the licensing of BitLicense, which is a very strict regulation firm out of New York. So that just shows it may have, people may establish a little bit more trust in that than they do in the current tether, which is used the most, which is USDT, uh, the US dollar tether. Uh, trading the USD value to preserve capital is one way it's used. Another way that stable coins are, can be used more in the future is using a dollar peg crypto to settle a transaction instantly that cannot be done on the current banking system. So that is where we may see more use for the stable coins, but that is what's going on uh, with the stable coins today. Also, a Bitcoin mutual fund is launched in Canada. Now, mutual funds and IRAs containing cryptocurrency, I, I feel they're a vital piece to long-term value being added to the market. So right now, the majority of the market's buying and selling at least the current volatile state of the market they're temperamental. Most of the market thinks it's going to dip, everybody sells. And most of people think it's going to go up, everybody buys, which then creates the trend that we are creating by our expectation. Now having cryptocurrency in an investment fund and also creating an ecosystem of cryptocurrency adoption are two key things that need to drive the market. And what I mean ecosystem, what I mean is when, for example, if I buy something with cryptocurrency And then that merchant were to use that cryptocurrency to buy more goods. And then your manufacturer that received that cryptocurrency will use that crypto to produce more goods and maybe use it to pay for raw materials, pay for employees. When you have that ecosystem there, they're not buying and selling cryptocurrency on an exchange. It creates more use, which in essence, technically is more long-term holders because that crypto is not being converted to another crypto. It's not being converted to cash. It is being used in the ecosystem which it is designed for. So that is why I think a Bitcoin mutual fund, excuse me, is a good thing. We need to see more mutual funds and IRAs come out that will hold cryptocurrencies. All right. So next up, so cryptocurrencies are here to stay, according to a, you know, according to re, despite recent turbulence, I should say, I got tied, tongue tied on that one. According to a EU watchdog chief, so European Commissioner Vice President. Vladis Dombrowski stated that the council's position on cryptocurrency is that they are here to stay despite market turbulence. Now, this is a very smart stance to take because if you remember right, go back to the last two major innovations and major revolutions that happened in the tech space, right? In the 90s, it was the internet. Many people were saying the internet was a fad. There was a bubble. And yes, when we saw that bubble burst, we did see a lot of uh, companies that weren't that great go away, but what we saw emerge from that was a tech revolution. And then it happened again with the entrance of, say, Apple with the iPhone and the smartphone, whereas that was also seen as a fad. People weren't going to continue to pay to have those features on their phone. And what do we have in our pockets today? So for them to take that stance is a very good thing. Uh, Dombrowski said the council developed a broadly positive view of cryptocurrencies and ICOs seeing their growth in the face of market turbulence as proof of their viability. So let's see what he said in his words. He said, we see that crypto assets are here to stay. Despite the recent turbulence, this market continues to grow and particularly initial coin offerings or ICOs. We see they have the potential to emerge as a viable form of alternative financing. Already last year, ICOs helped raise over $6 billion in funding. And this year, this figure would be substantially bigger. Now, there's a lot of mixed sentiment around ICOs. Many, many ICOs still don't have working projects. A lot of them over the last year we've seen have turned out to be, I guess you could say scams. Some of them with the intention from the beginning of being a scam. Some of them just eventually ended up that way, even though the original intentions were to be legitimate. But if you think about that in the same form of, say, investing in traditional business, raising capital, There's many businesses, right? Most businesses, about 85% of, of new businesses fail within the first year. So that's a lot of startup capital as well. So if you compare it to the bigger picture, ICOs, if adopted right, and the right regulations put in place could be a great thing. Now, I use that word loosely. Regulations need to come from the community and not from governments. All right, so next up in the news, Chinese traders are using VPNs, virtual private networks, as a major tool to circumvent an ongoing government crackdown on cryptocurrency trading, according to local media outlet South China Morning Post, reported on September 8th. So according to SCMP, referencing reports from Beijing-affiliated Shanghai Security Time, traders have begun leveraging stable coins such as Tether, USDT, as a means of entering and exiting cryptocurrency markets. Combined with the VPN, traders can use an exchange platform registered outside of China as an intermediary to swap cryptocurrency for fiat and vice versa. So this is just another example of how you can put a ban in place like China has and still not stop the cryptocurrency market because this is something that cannot be stopped by government regulations. And as I mentioned before, whenever you hear me mention the fact that regulations are a good thing or certain regulations are needed, I am not referring to government regulations. I'm referring to regulations from the major players in the space Regulations from the community, and that is what's going to help move this thing forward. So, also up, Citigroup's in the news today as well, offering a low-risk crypto product for institutional investors. So, Citigroup has reportedly developed a product that could reduce the risk hedge funds and asset management firms are exposed to when they invest in cryptocurrencies. So, looking at what they're going to have, the instrument is jointly developed by Citigroup's Depository receipt service team and the capital markets origination team, is known as digital asset receipt. A Citigroup will issue a digital asset receipt. A custodian will be responsible for holding the cryptocurrency assets. Upon issuing the receipt, Wall Street Clearing and Settlement Services firm, Depository, Trust, and Clearing Corp. That will then be informed by the financial giant. This is expected to offer legitimacy to the pledging asset class as we provide investors with a new way of tracking an investment within a familiar system. So in essence, yes, those institutional investors could be investing in cryptocurrency. But they won't actually own it. Citigroup is gonna hold it. That's what banks are known best for is holding your money while they trade it. So we'll see how this works out. But it is another option that will bring more money, a lot more money, into the crypto space. All right, so let's jump right into our crypto education corner next. And this is a topic I've probably touched on a couple of times just because it is so crucial, so vital. Had a meeting with a group tonight, and we were talking about this very thing but how to spot a crypto scam. So in the cryptocurrency space, if you want to tell whether a project is a scam or not. One of the first red flags is they always guarantee a profit, guarantee in many cases, a percent return, right? They will double your Bitcoin or Ethereum in a certain amount of time, or you send them one Ethereum and they'll send you back 10 over a period of time. Those are not legitimate investments. Crypto market has several investment platforms. So it's tokens, tokens mining, and coins that promise guarantee returns. And these are obviously scams, or what could also be called a Ponzi scheme, to swindle you out of your cryptocurrency. So it's just, in a matter of time, you're gonna find that website's gone and your money's gone as well. Uh, we've seen it happen time and time again over the last year, always trying to educate people and warn them about this space. So in a Ponzi scheme, typically you earn a percentage of your investment back only to lure you to invest more, or eventually end up with nothing. They also have a referral program in a lot of cases. Not all of them with referral programs are Ponzi schemes or scams, but in the cryptocurrency space, it's been more often than not. So you see a crypto website will guarantee profits, consider a bait to attract you to the platform. Many of them will offer you an introductory local entry to test out the program and then have other pl- programs to encourage you to invest more and more. Hands-free crypto, hands-free earnings, a lot of those are not the case. The crypto market's very unpredictable, so be aware of those platforms and what they say. Now, I'm a huge proponent of the MLM industry, multi-level marketing. I've seen I've known a lot of people that have had a lot of success in it, in traditional, in, in those types of companies that have products, but I've yet to see a legitimate crypto investment MLM. So just be very aware of that. Many times if they offer a referral for you to bring your friends. Not saying that is a is a red flag, but it is something that you want to dig further to find out. Now there are some some crypto MLM's out there that that you are paying a membership for education and those can be good as well, but really at this point there's many free resources out there to learn the basics, such as this podcast, such as my Facebook group and many other things. So, that's going to lead me into my next topic is the value of a meetup an actual physical meetup group, or a crypto social media group. Now, there's a lot of free information out there that you can get. Now, I'm not saying paid programs are bad, but typically you will find legitimate programs have a free option that gives you a lot of value and leads you up, and then may give you an option to pay for more. So really start to evaluate that space. We had a meetup tonight in the city of New Orleans, really just going through, Uh, just topics about cryptocurrency. We, you know, you learn about a lot of different things. A meetup is a great place to plug in and find those people that know what they're talking about to increase your education, align with people that think like you think. Now you can use the meetup app, which is called that just meetup, or you can look on Facebook for different events near you. Also Eventbrite is another option. They have an app as well. That you can find different meetup groups to plug into. I would encourage you to plug into multiple, diversify, and see where you can get the most information. Now, crypto social media—one of the most active and best put together groups I've seen—is called Crypto Coin Trader. Now, Crypto Coin Trader is a Facebook group that right now has over 115,000 members, but they have a group of moderators and admins that do monitor the post to make sure there's no spamming, no scamming, no people just posting their ads. It's it's really about education. The only thing that they that you will have when you have a group that big is there are a handful of trolls that do stick out. So you may have some people that are constantly commenting on different posts, but I typically disregard that and look at the value that the, the admin, the moderators and some of the key contributors of the group are, are putting in there and there's a lot of value in there. Now, also, as I mentioned, I do have a crypto Facebook page. It's called under the same name as a podcast. It's called from no crypto to no crypto. I encourage you to follow that. Another big topic that came up tonight was where do you get your information? Where do you get your resources to stay in the loop? Many people, including one of the guys there tonight is very heavily invested in the cryptocurrency space, said he spends about three to four hours a day just digesting information. So from no crypto to no crypto is a resource that I use to share. I, you know, go through all of the sites, get as much of the crucial information you need to hear. Kind of take out the FUD, which is FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. All of those articles that just are, you know, driving fear. I don't talk about those, but really, what's showing, what's happening behind the scenes to make crypto mainstream. So, follow the Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto. If you're not already in Crypto Coin Trader, join that group. Make sure you read the rules. There are some things that you need to make sure you follow so you don't get kicked out of the group. But great resources that are out there. A lot of free resources. YouTube has a ton of information as well. And also, as I've mentioned at the end of every podcast, I also have a book for sale on Amazon called From No Crypto to No Crypto. It's a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. But one thing I list in there is a key list of resources where to get information whether that be Facebook groups, whether who to follow on Facebook, whether uh, it be YouTube or any other things as well. Telegram is also has a, has a ton of different resources. So make sure you stay in the loop. Check out the book on Amazon. It's available in paperback and Kindle ebook. It's a very short 40 page read that just gives you the basics of what you need to know, not only just to get started, but where to find the best resources to learn as you go in this cryptocurrency journey. So That is it for our podcast today. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.